Tell us about yourself. Give us the 30 seconds all about Leslie. Al, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, Leslie Weirich. I've lived in Wilmette for 20 plus years, been active in the schools, active in our local township, active in the parks. Um, my background is in nonprofit management. I'm a fundraiser by day and a troublemaker by night. Um, I work really hard to keep up on what's happening with local politics because I think that is what impacts all of our lives the most where our kids go to school, where we play, where we live, where we eat. Um, so I am a huge proponent of nonpartisan local government. And that's what I spend my evenings doing. Love it. Awesome. So even in that vein, so there's so much going on in our communities. I feel that this pandemic, this crisis we've all been living has just changed us. We're all upside down. And I think that there was no SWOT analysis on a business, a family that someone could do in order to set us up for success. And so we roll the roller coaster and we go with it. In our community here in New Trier Township, there's been so many conversations about masking the kids, not masking the kids, what facilities need masking. And we're about to embark on a new school year. And this past school year has been so challenging for so many families. If it was in-person, if it was e-learning, if it's a combination, it's hard. And right now we're at this juncture, we're about to go back. And so I want to know a little bit more about what's going on in the community. And we have one of the best high schools here in Nutria Township. I feel so blessed to be here and have access to Nutria High School. What's going on at Nutria and what can families here expect um, with this year and what's happening? So we've learned a lot in the last year and a half. I think when this first happened, our school boards were charged with figuring it all out themselves. Fortunately, we have J.B. Pritzker, Governor Pritzker, showing some leadership um, this time around. In the beginning, they were flying the plane while they were building it. They were trying to figure out testing. Um, at what level, if COVID is spread in the community, do we need to shut down? I think Nutrier High School in particular did an amazing job providing all options, a hybrid, uh, in-person, uh, fully Zoom, fully remote. So what I'm seeing a year later is we know a lot more. We're more vaccinated. Or 90% of the Nutria Township school community is vaccinated. That's huge. Um, what I'm seeing in the feeder schools, now my kids have aged out. I have one senior left at Nutria High School. But what I'm seeing in the feeder schools is following Pritzker's mandate. So the kids will be in school, fully in person, but masked. And I think it's great. The school spent a lot of time early on trying to figure out what to do. So the fact that Governor Pritzker showed the leadership to say, this is what you will be doing, lets them focus on delivering the education, which is where we want them focused. I love that. And as a mom of four, I really want my kids learning and growing and developing. We had a really challenging year learning remotely. It was really difficult for my children. I know that some kids took to it, but for us, it was really hard. And yeah. so I have three kids in District 39 and another at the Park District in here in Wilmette. And yeah. so, you know, these little guys, they're just not vaccinated. I don't see which equation... It makes sense to be in the classroom unmasked, but we know that some people are pushing for that. So thank God for JB putting down, you know, the gauntlet and saying no. Mm -hmm. 
Tell me a little bit more. Do you feel like that changed where board members are at? And I know from here in District 39, it was such a hard year on the board members, making yeah. these really intense decisions for all of us and just living under that scrutiny of, was that the right decision, the wrong decision, the best decision? Right. Tell me a little bit more about, you know, now that JB drew that line, do you think that changed how the boards, the unions, any of the decision-making going on? I just think it gave them cover. I think it removes the the energy that the unmasked groups and the groups that are just using this as an issue to sow discord. They could care less about our school community. They're all about school choice. They're just using this as an issue to create controversy. Um, so I think the mandate allows the school board to say, hey, we're just following the state rule. Unlike Florida, where the governor is literally issuing unmasked mandates, like you will not tell the school community they have to mask and parents get the freedom of choice. When would you ever hear DeSantis and choice in the same sentence? So I'm just really grateful to Governor Pritzker's leadership because it gives our schools a lot of cover. Um, like I said, to focus on the education and not, they're not public health departments. Our school board is not that. They're doing the best they can. And District 39 was really in person for a lot of days last year. To, even without being vaccinated. You know, our neighbors to the South, Evanston, fully remote in the high school, not one day in school. So I think they're doing a great job in this area. I am so glad that here in our area, the kids are gonna be in person and getting that opportunity to learn. It's critical. What I've been seeing though is when I drive throughout the neighborhood, even though JB already was clear that we need a mask in the schools, I'm seeing signs that are saying, unmask the kids, unmask the kids. And it seems like there's more and more of them. I think that JB's declaration really angered them. And it's not only here in Nutria Township, it's in a lot of communities. Tell me a little bit more, like what's going on with that? So I feel like I've watched the unveiling of Unmasked in real time. So it, when it first came out, uh, we tried to reach out to the people and ask like, who are you? And it's the irony of being Unmasked the Kids, it, they are very much masking their identity. They will not say who they are. I saw in helicopter or a airplane with an Unmasked the Kids sign on the lakefront. So who's paying for that? Um, what was, we looked at their website right away. And by we, I mean a group of us troublemakers um, that keep an eye on these things. It is a total AstroTurf organization. They originally were aligned with Illinois Policy Institute, which is a me member of the State Policy Network, which is underwritten by right-wing billionaires. So the first connection we saw was a connection to Illinois Policy Institute's website. And since then, we've really been knocking on their door trying to find out who they are and what they're about. And in the end, I think it's another AstroTurf organization in our community posing as a real grassroots group and unfortunately, you see more signs because some people really get caught in the crossfire. They don't know where these people are coming from. And they do want their kids not to wear masks. But really what it is, is about delegitimizing schools. And I think about defeating Pritzker in the fall or next year. So you just hit on something really important, Leslie, and that's defeating JB in the fall. And so as we gear into any election cycle, we often see our electeds pivot and how they deal with things in order to prepare for the re-election. So this declaration that JB made with the masking could affect his re-election because there are families that consider themselves independent that sway either Republican or Democrat who could be angered by this. 
Let's talk a little bit more about the effects of Policy Circle and, you know, tell me more about what Policy Circle is, but it was really started here in the North Shore in Nutria Township. And I watch them every day attract everyday families to getting engaged in their politics. They don't even realize they're engaging in that capacity. How is that even happening? Tell us more. Oh my goodness. So back to Illinois Policy Institute and the State Policy Network, which is underwritten by right-wing billionaires, the Policy Circle is a member of the State Policy Network. Although they say they're nonpartisan, that is a very partisan organization. So they are not nonpartisan. I think it's the billionaires attempt to weaponize PTA moms, frankly. And I recently read an article about critical race theory and Steve Bannon was quoted as saying, the path to getting our country back is through the school boards. This is Sylvia Ricketts attempt to weaponize PTA moms. It's like a book club that's been weaponized. They are nonpartisan posers, but they are highly partisan. So they look for any issue like, well, Sylvie actually wrote a letter, Dear Governor Pritzker, back in the fall and a group of us moms got together and wrote a letter in response, but her letter was a red flag right there. Please get my kids back in school. Please open our businesses. It's so sad around here in a global pandemic. We should all pretend like there is not a global pandemic. So all of that like voter suppression issues, mental health issues, Policy Circle will do some info stacking where the first article on the topic might be from the New York Times. And then the next one's a little more partisan. And then by the time you get to the bottom of it, you're reading articles from the Heritage Foundation or the American Enterprise Institute. And it's, it's clever and it's devious. I would attribute the policy circles expansion to the radicalization of Republican women in our country. You just hit on something really fantastic, and that's the radicalization of Republican women. And I think that that is something that we've seen for quite some time. And sadly, I don't think Democrats have really planted those seeds and paved that path as well as Republicans. And Republicans saw this vision a long time ago that through women and through children, they could create the change that they wanted to that aligned with their values. And they've been doing that for so many years now and watching independent women, even women that would call themselves a Democrat suddenly participating in these behaviors and in this legislation or in those veins is really powerful and scary. Mm -hmm. And so I know, Leslie, that you've done so much work in our community to shed light on this so that people are not getting jaded and not getting pulled into it. Can you help us connect a couple of these dots? So you mentioned Ricketts, Policy Circle, Illinois Policy. Can you connect these a little bit more for us so that folks here listening today can understand the power of this Republican insanity? Right, uh, just quickly back to your point about kids. I mean, I, I watch the school board meetings, I watch our park district meetings, and you see the same kind of right wingers pretending to be nonpartisan, we just care about our local boards getting up. The kids don't ever get up. The kids that get up are the critical, our kids are being taught to think critically. They're not buying this, which is why that group of small minority views are desperately trying to impact our school's curriculum, impact our elected school board officials because they're losing. Mm -hmm. If you poll these kids, 
younger generations, they are not buying this. I mean, these are the same group of people that deny climate change, that are de denying COVID exists, that um, come and yell at our school board about critical race theory, which isn't even taught at our schools. So as far as connecting the dots, they have to keep creating these masked organizations that are astroturfing, pretending to be grassroots to make it look like they have community support and that people believe in what they're saying and they don't and they just amplify each other. So it starts with the policy circle, which creates someone like a Beth Feely, who then goes on to lead um, Parents of New Trier, which is against uh, racial civil justice all seminar day in our high school. And then you've got a Ted Dabrowski, who used to work for the Illinois Policy Institute, creating Open New Trier, who brings Mancow to the front steps of our school, slinging racial slurs about Open Our School and the Wuhan flu. And they just amplify each other. So you'll see uh, the New Trier Republican organization, which is radicalized beyond recognition. <laughs> um, they believe in Stop the Steal. They are out there now. Um, so they all kind of feed off each other and amplify each other. And it's really up to us to say, hey, we need to let you know where this is really coming from. They don't care about the local community. They're trying to push state and national agendas by turning our local government into a battleground. And we're not going to let them do it. I love that. We're definitely not going to let them do that. And I know that you have this great newsletter that goes out really shedding light on what's going on. How can people opt into that newsletter so that we know what's going on and where to see through and not get sucked into these problems? Please sign up for Nutria Local at this link. So Leslie, I want to talk a little bit more about this upcoming election. You always have your finger on the pulse and what's going on here locally. Obviously, it's a gubernatorial election. We know JB is on the ballot. You, we know that we're looking towards that future general. I think JB is going to have a big hill to climb, depending on who that Republican candidate is, just with the flavor of the COVID disaster and people vibing that and not really appreciating everything JB has done. But that's the future of the general. We're coming into the primary in June. Tell us a little bit more about what you think is going on with this election cycle and re-election. Okay, so they did defeat fair tax in our community. There is a group that no one knows about called North Cook Republicans. And I think it's Richard Porter or John Porter. One of them, Joan Lassonde is one of the treasurers. Julie, Julie Cho was involved with this. So these are local people that run for local office, but really use our local issues to further a state level agenda. If I were JB and his staff, I would be looking at that North Cook Republicans because they were a big part, I think, of defeating the fair tax referendum. And I think they're coming for them in, in June and, and the next year. So they, they are involved with all these organizations. They're all the same people that are creating unmasked, creating, there's a new one called Awoke Illinois. I don't know if you've heard of that, but they're now tying in the unmasked into critical race theory. So they're trying to pull their anti-maskers into their anti-curriculum stuff. And it's all geared towards defeating Pritzker. So this layering effect where they bring people in with one topic, bring them in with another, then feed them the data, it's really very strategic. I think that this particular election cycle, the primary cycle being later than ever before, I'm really interested in how that changes the momentum of the general. And only mm -hmm. time will tell. We've never done this before. We've never had a June election. Mm -hmm. For, you know, something I'm always focused on is bringing out more and more Democrats to vote. 
But what we saw with that fair tax agenda, it was a really difficult play. The branding was tricky, mm -hmm. calling it fair tax. There was a lot in play there. Mm -hmm. And the Republicans are strategic. So here's hoping we have an amazing election cycle and that mm -hmm. we go blue and mm -hmm. go home with it. I think that we're all worried about losing Congress in the, you know, the year to come. And so that's going to be really important. We need to keep our seats here. We need to keep those Democratic seats. I'm excited at the potential of turning Rodney Davis's seat blue. And, you know, I hear Nikki Budzinski is getting into that race, which is really exciting. So many things to get involved in. Yep. I want I want to hear a little bit more about your family. You are an amazing mom and local community activist. So tell me a little bit about your family. Okay. And then since all things politics are really family and community, and it's just bringing that all together, I want to hear about your family, but I also want to hear your best parenting tip. So tell me. Okay, quickly. I just had one graduate from college at the University of Washington in Seattle. She's staying out there and apparently following in her mama's footsteps and going into fundraising. Uh, we just shipped one off back to Butler for her senior year, and I'm so proud of her. She's studying to be a teacher, which is a tough gig in this day and age. It's a thankless profession, and I'm just so grateful that um, my middle is going into that because we need great people and after parenting, I think teaching is the hardest job. And then my youngest is a rising senior. Um, he's looking to row in college, so we're doing official visits right now. As far as a, a mom, um, you know, it's always role modeling. And there are a lot of things that I do not model well, for sure. Um, but one thing I think I've been not intentional about but just who I am is being involved in the community. So my kids were canvassing from the stroller, literally um, getting involved in local issues. My oldest went up to Milwaukee with me to campaign for Barack Obama. Um, I moved to Toledo, Ohio when my youngest was two uh, to work on the John Kerry campaign. That's just been, I've done what I'm gonna do anyway and they've seen it and now they're pretty engaged kids. If you believe in it, you stand up for it, it's worth fighting for. That's it. I love that, Leslie. And I, my kiddos are a little bit younger than yours, but we're raising young Dems too. And it starts early. If they see that going door to door, if they see that moving somewhere to help someone raise money and make a difference, if they see that, they know that those are the qualities that make sense and that matter, yeah. and then they do it. So you gotta um, show up. I love that yeah. modeling, yeah. <laughs> um, leading by example. And yeah, exactly. uh, I too not always lead by example the best I can, but I think we're just all doing the best we can. And especially during this pandemic, parenting has been a whole new slice of bread. So <laughs> God love you, Al. Honestly, I'm glad my kids were not of that age. It was hard enough with them at their age, but. God love you. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us here today, Leslie. It's been awesome having you on The People with Alexandra Eidenberg. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here, and I appreciate everything you do. Thank you so Yay. much. Thanks.